So when you ask me why God is so much interested in me or why did God create me, you know, this, this question is very profound. Like in our previous discussion, we talked about heaven and earth, the inside and out, the up and below, the in and without. This is a principle of duality. And this is what God did in his creation. So for me to know why God created me or why God created you, we have to go back to the Genesis. And when we go back to the Genesis, we find that uh, creation, it's of two sides. It's a duality. We have the spiritual side and the physical side. And the spiritual side is God's mind, his idea. And the physical mind is the manifestation of the idea. So in Genesis chapter 1, shows and teaches us about the idea that God had in the mind. So he comes and shows us in Genesis chapter 2, the manifestation of that idea. So my story, your story, starts in the Garden of Eden. So when you look around today, whatever you see, all the physical things you see today were once upon a time an idea in the mind of a dreamer who never gave up on his dream but worked hard to see it manifest. Literally meaning you cannot manifest anything that you never had in your mind, in which was not an idea first in the mind, which is heaven, which is within, which is above. So after getting that idea that uh, within your heaven, within and above, then you come and manifest it in the physical realm, which is earth, which is the outside, which is below. So if I'm to borrow Genesis chapter 2 verse 8, we read that Jehovah planted Eden eastward of Eden and put the man he formed. There are words that are very profound that we need to understand for me and for you listening in to understand why God created you or to understand God's creation for mankind. So you realize that Jehovah planted a garden eastward. So you need to understand what the word garden means. You need to understand what the word eastward means. You need to understand what the word Eden means. And you need to understand what the man means. So going back to the geology, you owe to Genesis at a start, if you may like. So the first thing we get to is the idea. The idea in whose mind? In God's mind. So man or Adam is the generic man. The spiritual illuminated man of God. Illumination means light. It means uh, glory. So Adam was the first generic man. So where was Adam in God's mind? Then we have to also understand Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden comes from a Hebrew word, which is Gan Heden. Gan Heden. So, this Garden of Eden, we know it is the first place where God put the first man. And the Hebrews have turned the Garden of Eden as Gan Heden. What does the word Gan, G-A-N, mean? It means organized sphere of activities. 
such as the world, the universe and the body. When you look at the world, it is an organized sphere. When you look at your body, it's very organized. When you look at uh, the universe, it's very organized. So that organization is what the Hebrews called the Gan. Then Heden means time. It means age. It means seasons. So when you combine Gan Heden or Garden of Aden, if you may like in English, it becomes a region of open space with all forces, all forces emanating from the being which are at man's disposal from the supremacy of God. So to make you understand, the Garden of Aden, you find it involves both the mind and the body by elementals of life and intelligence. Which intelligence? The light that God breathed through us. So that is the space, Aden, the Garden of Aden. So some scholars or some theologians uh, and some metaphysicians have come to call the Garden of Aden as a spiritual body in which man dwells. You remember when um, the, the, the first disciples, uh, um, Andrew and Peter, asked um, Jesus where he dwells? So it is, it is a spiritual body in which man dwells when bringing his thoughts after the original divine ideas. So when your thoughts are emanating or are coming from the original divine idea, then you're in the Garden of Eden. You're still intact to the intelligence, to the light that created you. So we go to the eastwards of Eden. We already know what Eden is. Now, why the eastward? Why not the northward? Why not the southward? No, why not the, the westward? But the eastward, there is a, a, a big significance when we come to the Bible and its characters and its numbers and its meaning. You remember the Bible is a spiritual book that calls, um, that, that uh, talks about man's consciousness, the awakening of man into his consciousness. So you realize that East, remember the wise men from the East? East means from within. If you go to uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven as the disciples, or as the, sorry, as the, uh, the Pharisees asked him, where is the kingdom of heaven? Show us, you're talking about the kingdom. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is not something that somebody will give to you. It's not some, something that somebody will show you here it is. Oh, it's not a, 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 something that somebody will show you there it is coming. But the kingdom of heaven is within you. Remember, within you. So, the wise men came from within, which is the east of Eden, which is within Eden. Heaven is within. So once we, you understand these three, Eden, Adam, east, then you know the essence, the purpose as to why you and me were created. We are first an idea. This idea was placed in the garden, the garden which we have to keep in connection with a spiritual thoughts of the divine origin of the ideas of the divine origin so your purpose god requires us while in the garden of eden 
to use the creative power. Remember his thoughts, his ideas that dwell within us. We use them to preserve order and harmony. So you need to dress up, dress up Eden. Keep in contact with the creation, with the creator who's God. Now, when you keep contact with the creator, that means your ideas, your thoughts all originate from the divine mind. So dressing it up literally means you keep attached to the ideas. You keep attached to the creator. You keep attached to the original intelligence that created you. Now, once you dress it up, that means you're still connected. The other is to, to keep it. You cannot keep something that you do not have. You cannot keep something that you're not connected to. Even if you're to keep it, that means it will have lost the essence of its originality. For example, if you have a tree and cut off the branches and you just keep the branch of the tree, yes, you still have the tree, but that branch will dry because it is not connected to the apparent tree from which it was cut from or from which it was originated or created. So once you dress it up, you have to keep it. And we find that after the sin had been committed, that's when they realized that they were naked. That means they were not dressed because they separated themselves from the divine creation that dwells within him, the divine idea, wisdom and intelligence that dwells within them. And they lost the originality from the created thing from which they originated. Now, after you have dressed it, and you've kept it, that is when you're allowed to eat the fruit. Because now it's still connected to the original creator of the fruit that you're going to eat. So you reserve that energy from the fruit you've kept and kept on connected to its originality. And that connection is through the body. The body acts like a, a connection of the link of the nerve system that helps you get to the fruit that dwells not anywhere out but inside of you through that tree that connects still heaven and earth remember we started saying that heaven is none other than in yourself so what connects you to it is your body but in the body there is a system which is the tree which is which are the nerves that connect you to the consciousness that takes you back to the garden so once you are attached to the garden that means you're fulfilling God's purpose and his intended reason for your creation because you're being fed from the spiritual ideas of spiritual thoughts of the original divine creator. <laughs>